0: The Vista Chamber Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Beld, and it's my privilege to interview the movers, shakers, and changemakers impacting the Vista community and beyond. Today, I am thrilled to have our new Fire Chief, Gerard Washington, with me today. Welcome, Gerard. I'm glad to have you.
1: Thank you. Happy I like to be here. Sh-
0: uh, yes, I'd like to share a little bit about uh, Chief Washington, who comes to the City of Vista with 32 years of experience, including working as an Assistant Fire Chief of the Milwaukee Fire Department where he led diversity and inclusion initiatives for fire cadet and firefighter recruitment, receiving national attention. Um, He also led the Fire 2020 Initiative, which is a program funded by the Department of Homeland Security, focusing on building effective service delivery to multicultural communities. Uh, Washington holds a master's degree in business management and a bachelor's degree in public administration with a minor in psychology. I'm sure that comes in handy. Um, And he's also a United States War College graduate in leadership development. He's passionate about developing and mentoring future leaders and is an expert in organizational effectiveness within the fire service. Welcome. Thank you for being here.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I That's, truly appreciate it.
0: Of course, of course, of course. So I want to know, and I know our VISTA residents want to know, um, how did you come to fire service? How did that start for you? As a, Did you always want to be a firefighter?
1: Yes. To answer okay. the question, yes, I always wanted to be a firefighter. Uh, very interesting enough that uh, there was a fire station in my community and I would visit it as a small child. And I, and I really do mean a small child, about five years old. And I just always knew I wanted to be a firefighter. Seeing those uh, pieces of equipment roll out of that fire station, lights and siren and blazing down the street, I thought was pretty neat. I would visit the fire station. And as I not only tell people that I come in contact with, but I remind firefighters the impact they have on people's lives. In non-emergency situations as well. And case in point, when I would visit the fire station, none of the firefighters looked like me. And with that being said, they were very uh, encouraging, telling me to get good grades, stay out of trouble, and I could be a firefighter one day. And so as I got older, I would visit that station. And lo and behold, I was very fortunate enough to do well on a placement test and uh, became a Milwaukee firefighter.
0: That's awesome. You know, I think it's important um, to just reiterate the importance that exposure to different careers exposure to different people in your life can really open doors for you um you know oftentimes kiddos we we talk a lot about workforce development career development here at the chamber because talent attraction is an important thing for our members and it's it's interesting because um young children they only know the jobs that they're exposed to and so oftentimes people choose careers based on just what's in front of them so it's so interesting that you had a fire station in your neighborhood and you thought these really cool engines yeah. and thought that they were cool dudes and mm-hmm. you wanted to go and check it out and and that's great that they were so encouraging uh encouraging to you and inspiring you to be a firefighter did you envision yourself kind of like the romanticized way like running into a burning building and like <laughs> running out carrying a small child did you and did you ever think about it in that kind of hero terms
1: no yeah but- I lived that. Yeah. I never thought of it prior to becoming yeah. a firefighter. But actually, when I got on a job, those type of things did happen um, yeah. organically. Uh, but it was very rewarding when you feel like you made an impact. And and for me, just as rewarding is not just all about the rescue. Uh, it's also about the connections you make with people in the public. Yeah, And people come back to you later and say what an impact you had on them, just like the firefighters back in uh, Engine 30 and Ladder 12 back in the day in Milwaukee had on me. So it's important that it's not just about the emergency scene; it's about the non-emergency scenes.
0: Yeah, exactly. So tell me how you made the leap from Milwaukee to Vista. So I'm curious how that happened. Sure.
1: Well, it was a leap of faith, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, long story short, I was a fire chief in the Village of Menominee Falls, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. I had been retired from Milwaukee a year. COVID hit. And I was actually helping place the fire chief from Menominee Falls. And the vice president of the company I was uh, working for asked me, he said, can you do me a favor? Monomity Falls chief just up down. We need an interim. I'm about four hours away. He lived in Illinois. And I said, you're not trying to trick me back into firefighting, are you? i have retired. I'm done with this. He said, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. And I said, actually, I'm about four minutes away. I can do that. I went and I uh, was the interim chief. And within the first couple of days, I looked around and thought, you know what, Uh, I think I'm the person that could help here and my experience and uh, put my hat in the ring late. I had to go through the same hoops as the previous individuals that were applying for the job, was successful, got the job and had been in that job for about three years. And a recruiter reached out to me and basically saw and, and understood what I did in the falls and thought I'd be a perfect fit for Vista. Uh, left me a message, sent me the brochure uh, via email. I go online, do some research. I have family on this side of the country. And I went to the boss, my wife, and said, uh, listen to this voicemail. And she says, uh, yeah, let's do it. And says, okay, now, well, I, I think I'm going to get this job. And she says, really? I said, I don't talk like this normally, but I just feel confident in seeing the assessment center that was being put together, mm-hmm. the multiple panels involving the public, uh, internal and external stakeholders. I-, I loved that venue. And I was uh, very blessed and successful in getting this awesome job.
0: That's great. Um, It's so interesting that you mentioned the stakeholder panels and the process for selecting department directors, because it's a relatively new process. I think you were the first to go through. Um, You know, we have uh, John Conley, our city manager, was promoted just before they started the recruitment, I think. And... um, And so that's interesting that that was attractive to you because it was new. And it was honestly for our community, it was a little bit different than (laughs) what people had been used to. And I think people were kind of nervous. What is this going to look like? How is this going to function? Does it make sense to have people choose their own boss? I mean, I think people really didn't understand what the process would be like. And so to see a successful recruitment, to see somebody come through the process like you and other folks now who've gone sure. through the process, who are the right choice and who represent VISTA so well, and um, it's turned out it to be a positive thing for our community and for our city government. Um, I think that's really, really fantastic. So thanks for being the guinea pig. Okay. Thanks for being the
1: first. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to that. Yeah, But it, it said a lot about the city, about the council, about John Conley. Uh, That they were visionary when it came to the process, because everything you just mentioned, this is unheard of. This Mm -hmm. isn't how we normally do business. But for me, it spoke um, quite a bit. Well, that's the place I need to be, because Mm -hmm. if they're visionary like this, innovative like this. Yeah. And I consider myself innovative and a visionary. um, I I thought it'd be a perfect fit. And the synergy that could be created with this type of environment, um, the fire department, the EMS side as well. Is just amazing for me. So again, kudos to the folks that were visionary and putting this process together.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I've had the pleasure of serving on a panel since then on one of the recruitments, and it was a really, it was really um, just eye opening and really rewarding experience to be part of it on the on the other side. So, so thank you for that. So, um, for yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know, it's anytime I can engage. I mean, I'm. I love engaging with our local government yeah. and being involved in the community in that way. So anytime I can have an opportunity to do that, I'm just gonna like insert myself right in there. Sure. So, right. um, um, so I want to know, you know, you've been, you know, over three decades in fire service. You retired. <laughs> that's they, a long time. They sucked you back in. <laughs> yes, yes. Then you're, you you yeah. ended up here in Sunny Vista. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what is it about fire service that's really just truly your favorite thing that keeps calling to your heart. I mean, obviously it's connected with you in a very deeply personal way. So what is your favorite part about this work?
1: I think it's simple, helping people. Mm-hmm. And, and and just that phrase, it, it isn't just about the patients or the customers we serve, but internally um, being a mentor, a coach, a counselor for for the next generation or two of firefighters and paramedics that will take over these departments and, and be the future leaders. I, I just have a passion for that. And it's My philosophy, like many others in this field, is leave the department better than you got it. Mm -hmm. And so to ensure that it is being that person that's engaged uh, internally and being approachable and not being the old guard that I came under back in a day, you know, that that type of environment by the fire chief or chief officers or company officers, it no longer has a place in a fire service. Mm -hmm. And so I just have a love, a true love for helping people. Um, it's, it's, it's so rewarding for me when I know I've made a difference again, not just about pulling someone out of burning building, but that someone comes back to you later and says, Hey, because of some things you said to me, you know, I was successful in an assessment center or, you know what, I got that position or, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. What, what's hard about it that would maybe surprise people? Is there, is there anything that jumps out at you? That's just really hard about the work that you do.
1: For, for me, it isn't. Yeah. And, and I know it sounds kind of odd and people believe I'm just kind of put on the airs when I, I say, no, it isn't. Some of us are very blessed to, to fall in positions or. Um, I like uh, it's a calling. And it, it, it is. And that's exactly what it is. And for me, it's it's just a natural fit. It's not many people get to do something like this. They truly love. Even when you see the worst that yeah. men do to other individuals, man does the man or animal does the man. Uh, it's, it's still that love wanting to make a difference and recognizing when you're quote unquote, not successful, uh, trying not to take it, uh, too personally, just mm-hmm. trying, how can I be better next time? And mm-hmm. so many things are out of our control when we're in those emergency scenes, but the training that goes into being prepared for the, what if it, it, it makes you a little more confident versus, uh, not being prepared and just kind of, I'll show up and I'll wing it. This isn't the profession that you can get away with that.
0: Right. So when I know you focus a lot on talent development and the next generation. You know, when we look at data and I've talked to, you know, our previous uh, your predecessors and Mm -hmm. things like that about uh, talent recruitment, it seems like it anecdotally that it seems more challenging to recruit folks to fire service. Is that true? Am I I right? You're
1: you're right on. And it's very true. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I just think that uh, it's a profession now. It's not seen like it was back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about your neighborhood firefighter, your neighborhood police officer, mm-hmm. uh, there was this, uh, I guess, this expectation, them being put on a pedestal, seen as role models. And and a lot of individuals wanted to be like that. Uh, now there's so many opportunities out there. You know, I, we, we mentioned COVID a couple of times already. Yeah. You know, people working from home. A lot of people feel more comfortable in those zones. And so with that, it's us rebranding. How do we recruit? To your point, we're looking for talent. And and some people don't know they want to be in the fire service or to be a paramedic. And it's giving them the opportunity to see behind the curtain. And it's all in marketing as well. It, it's, you know, you also touched base on a little earlier that firefighters and paramedics Grew up in those environments. Their their sibling, the the parent, or someone they knew was in the fire service or EMS, and so they could see or visit the stations, and they had that leg up, so to speak. And so, yeah, this is what I want to do. It's a family business. Uh, now, not so much. And so, a lot of individuals are starting their own businesses and things like that. We just have to find a way of tapping into the talent that's out there. Military, yeah. those are transitioning from military there's a perfect opportunity to see if this is a good fit for them and their families. And if so, how do we onboard them and, and get them to be a firefighter paramedic?
0: Yeah, well, the demands, the physical and mental demands of being a firefighter, too, are extreme. So it's not you have to be selective with the recruitment process. And so what are some ways you think that um, maybe either Vista is being innovative or could be maybe for talent attraction? Do you have any yeah. thoughts about that?
1: I have a lot of thoughts about okay. that, <laughs> and, and it's it's a work in progress, yeah. and it's it's working with uh, John Conley, it's working with HR, it's working with uh, the council, and it's using some of the best practices from not only here in the state of California, but across the country, and I've been somewhat successful in recruiting uh, with programs that we've stood up and some of these very programs that we're starting to stand up here in Vista.
0: Like youth programs, Absolutely. like explorers and things like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Explorers transitioning to cadet program. We're mm-hmm. standing up the cadet program, formerly known as the Explorer program okay. and getting into high schools and, and working with Dr. Doyle and seeing if there's opportunities to have like academies for EMS and fire and getting juniors and seniors in high school interested in the fire service. Uh, it's also working with the, the colleges as well. You know, we obviously have academies that are built for uh, fire academies and EMS. And so having that talent, pool that's a pipeline to departments and to be told we're all fishing in the same pond i mean right. when you look at our partners uh, very close to vista here we're all trying to get the same talent and the numbers are dwindling so we have to separate ourselves from the others well what is it is about vista versus carlsbad oceanside right. and, and places like that it's culture it's that family feel and this and is known for grit. That's the buzzword. And, and and it's true. I've seen it with my own eyes. And so those are the things that we need to build on when we want to attract uh, the best and brightest. And, you know, you have to make people feel like they belong. And so, as I mentioned a little earlier about the climate I came under, there wasn't much of that. Uh, mm-hmm. There were words that were being used in the fire stations that you could never use. Uh, you would lose your job and rightfully so. Uh, And it's people feeling safe. And we're recognizing now it's not just about the individual that you hire. It's their families. Mm -hmm. They worry about their loved ones when they go off to work every day. Are they going to be safe? And this is where they have to. We have to build that trust with the family and include them as well. And also have that extra set of eyes and ears when their loved one is not at the station, but at home. And be able to reach out to us to assist them if they're going through something. Mm -hmm. So it's recognizing the the talent individual, but also the family around them and ensuring that we we keep protecting them and, and give them the, the best uh, services uh, and equipment and training. So they are successful. And pay. And pay. Yeah. That's hey, a big factor. Is a big and factor. also
0: housing affordability, I think, is also a factor um, when you have. Um, and I don't know specifically the data around the fire service, but. Um, particularly in education, when you have teachers who have to drive an hour, hour and a half to the district where they teach, that's, it's difficult, right, to recruit. So, um, so, you know, there's a lot that layers into, you can, you know, culture is a huge piece of it Mm -hmm. and all that, but there are also really tangible, like number driven things that impact where somebody can end up working and housing affordability in San Diego County is definitely something to think about that you're you're
1: right on point with that. All those things you said, you're absolutely right. And those are the things that we look at as well. And, and trying to be innovative when it comes to those things and working with the city and working with others to make it affordable, uh, some way, somehow. And and again, some of the best practices across the country there is information out there. It's just, are we uh, interested in it? And does it work here? And and everything doesn't work across the board. We understand that, but we gotta be willing to at least try.
0: Um, I know that, um, I mentioned that I'm interested in government. I follow our council meetings. And I know a while ago, a development came through to the council and was approved. And I think it's under construction or under development where they were focused on housing for, you know, sheriff, firefighters, you know, public servants and and kind of prioritizing that. So it's interesting to see more of that potentially coming. I know you're not you're not a housing developer, but it impacts your team. And so it's definitely something important to think about. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about technology sure. for a minute because um technology is changing at such a rapid pace, and so i'm I'm curious, you know, when you think about AI or you mm. think about the internet or you think about ways that you know we're walking around with smartphones in our pockets, what are some ways that you've seen technology benefit the fire department either in Vista or anywhere you know, just tell absolutely. me a little bit about that
1: absolutely uh it, in the gear we wear. You know, it's not as heavy and bulky. You know, it's more protective. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vehicles we drive in, right, more safety um, conscious, also being environmentally friendly. Yeah. Um, The training that we do, be it thermal imaging cameras, you know, to see through the smoke, so to speak. There are so many advances when it comes to those type of equipment that it's evolving. I mean, literally... Yearly, And so you're trying to stay ahead of the curve and see what's the best. And does it fit the department in which you're a part of? Mm-hmm. And it's reaching out across the country. I mean, that's the one thing that's really neat about our profession that I can pick up the phone and literally call straight across the country. Someone will take my call and assist me with whatever I'm looking for. And so having connections back in Wisconsin and across the country is definitely uh, going to benefit us here in the city of Vista. It already has with some initiatives that we're standing up and you talk about technology. We have an opportunity to beta test some equipment that I've been working with a company for the last three or four years. And I think it's going to be a great fit here in, in Vista and in North County. And so it is to assist firefighters. You know, we're able to take their biometrics while they're in the building. Mm. We're able to see what they're seeing inside the buildings where before you would never have that opportunity, right? Wow. You're talking on the radios and listening and trying to imagine what they're seeing inside. So it is, you mentioned AI and all the things that are happening. These are things that are assisting us to be more successful. But here's the important thing. It's technology, right? Technology fails. Mm-hmm. The one thing we have to ensure in everyone that we train and work with is, worst case scenario, this camera you're using goes out. Now what? Right. You got to be able to rely back on your basics. You know, when you come through a doorway, you can't see your feet. You get down on your hands and knees. You crawl. Is it going to be a left hand search or a right hand search? Those are fundamentals that will never, ever change. No matter how great technology is, it still has the opportunity to fail. So that's we have to ensure that we don't rely solely on technology to do our profession.
0: Yeah, that's great, Um, because obviously safety for your team is of utmost importance and you know, it's nice to hear about these technological advances that can help protect people. Um, the lighter the the where the things you wear, making sure. them lighter, you can move. You're more nimble. You can move more quickly through dangerous situations. But also the exposure to the different elements that you're, that firefighters are exposed to. I'm glad to hear that there's some safety ev- enhance enhancements in that regard as well. That helps also with recruitment. Sure, sure. To know sure. that if someone's like less exposed to yucky stuff, sure. then it's, <laughs> that's helpful, right? Sure. No. So that's great. Thank Perfect. you for sharing about that. And, and what I about, also want to say, yeah. I'm sorry, I also yeah, no, want to make ahead. sure
1: on the EMS side, emergency yes. medical side as well. That's my
0: next question is on their, the EMS side. The mm-hmm. ambulances
1: that we, we drive and ride and the equipment we use, like the gurneys, I mean, they're automatic and these things cost quite a bit, but they're well worth it. when you think about back injuries that firefighters sustain, paramedics yes. sustain, shoulder injuries, knee injuries. Uh, and so there's been quite a few advances made with equipment that we use on medical emergencies. Also, the training that's available to us when it comes to sometimes maybe you're not at a busy department. There's equipment that you can buy that's human like uh, a virtual reality uh, training simulators that are available. So the one thing that about the fire and EMS, we're always pushing forward and trying to use um, technology to assist us to deliver a better service.
0: Great. So you mentioned EMS. Mm-hmm. And so I want to ask you. Just um, because for a long time in Vista, everyone who was a firefighter was also a paramedic. And so now there's been a shift um, in the departments around the nation. So tell me a little bit about the role of a paramedic and the role of a firefighter. How are they the same? How are they different? Can you explain a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah.
1: Here in the city of Vista, you're very fortunate to have firefighter paramedics. Uh, Where I came from, I was a firefighter EMT. Okay. Uh, And... You mentioned there is a shift uh, when, especially when it comes to recruitment. The one thing that I did in Village of Monomity Falls was we only hired dual firefighter, EMT or firefighter paramedic. OK. And what we found was the pool was shallow. So when we reimagine how do we hire, it was hiring a paramedic singly or EMT or just a firefighter. Get them in, train them up. And then if they so choose, you cross train them. Okay. You get them cross certified. What you have then is a a Swiss Army knife, as I say, uh, individual that's able to deal with fire and EMS. And that just makes for a better employee um, and just a better team uh, when it comes to helping each other out. Uh, Again, these are the things that we're all looking at as fire chiefs, as command staffs. How do you engage individuals that we want to onboard and to join into our departments? So you don't want to limit yourself. So also it's I had an opportunity In Wisconsin to hire nurses Uh, and that was amazing because it was I was told you can never do it it won't work it won't work well working with the medical director and working with uh, nurses at a nearby hospital they were engaged as absolutely would love to be a part of this and once we got them trained up to where we needed them to be what the, the floor found the firefighter and paramedics they learned a lot from the nurses and the nurses learned a lot from us because it becomes that when we drop a patient off at the ER well, why do you not do this? Why did you guys forget this or that? And vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, Firefighter fire paramedics are questioning the nurses. The nurses are questioning them. But when they saw what each other was responsible for, oh, now I get why you did that. And those lines of communications were open and it just made for a better service delivery for the customer.
0: Wow, that's great. You know, it's so interesting because you really don't know, even if someone's in an adjacent profession or a similar somewhat similar role. You really don't know everything about that until you spend time in their shoes. <laughs> yes. And so that's really great that mm-hmm. it just inc- increases and improves the customer experience when you can have that kind of cross training and that opportunity for for the shadowing mm-hmm. or for an, ex- an an immersion experience or anything like that. So that's really cool. I love that. Um so I'm talk about facilities really quickly. So um when I was on city staff, we renovated one fire station and we built a fire mm-hmm. station and i think there's another renovation either happening now or coming soon
1: it's happening now, happening station, now. Three. Yes. station three station mm-hmm. three okay
0: and so what happens when you renovate a fire station what kinds of things are you like are you getting rid of the big pole like mm-hmm. what's what's going sure, on sure. yeah
1: well, i can say with the big pole a lot of stations a lot of departments are getting away from that because yeah. of the injuries that are sustained yeah. because of sliding the pole yeah not only of the firefighter paramedics but of Civilians that for some reason want to slide the pole and, and get into It
0: looks so fun.
1: It is until it isn't right. <laughs> uh, but it, it is that making sure that it's compliant with the new standards when it comes to right. OSHA and the protection of firefighters. You know, we have a high rate of cancer. And so making sure you have those uh, clean areas versus the dirty areas that you have machines that can wash the gear or your your station wear. Uh, it's improving the um the, the workspace in a work area, uh, recognizing that the way that I used to uh, respond in the middle of the night, you hear that loud tone go off and you wake up, and your heart's racing. Now it's more gradual. the Lights come up more slowly. And and now you can gather your thoughts mm-hmm. in those seconds that it takes for you to start recognizing what the situation is, getting to the rig and then rolling out. Uh, it, it's becoming more user friendly. People have their own personal spaces. And some say, well, that's a bad thing as well. People tend to go off into their own little areas and not come back to the kitchen table where all the world's problems are solved in the fire station. And that depends on the leadership, be Mm -hmm. it formal or informal. I'm a firm believer in you have to bring people together and talk through things and just kind of have that breaking of bread and uh, helping each other out. Because that's when you have those uh, connections where you can read someone. You've been working with them and that you recognize that something's not right and not in front of everyone else but you know when you have opportunity to talk to him on the side and ask how he or she's doing and things like that it is important to still have that family feel that even though you have a small space with your bed and things like that in their kitchen table and the, the viewing area of a television is important for us to spend time together as well as well as train Sometimes the informal training happens right at the kitchen table, mm-hmm. be it the medical run you were just on or a fire that you heard one of the other stations went to and just start dissecting that. And, you know, Monday morning quarterback and and see how you can learn from that. Yeah.
0: You know, um, firefighters spend a lot of time together. I, the shifts are 24, 48. OK. Here. 48. okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's a long time a to long spend time. with a group of people. Yeah. So. You have to work together yes. as a team. You have to rely on each other. I mean, you're truly trusting your life in a, in your team's hands. And so having an effective team and having it really be a functioning like familial unit is important. So I think you're right. It does come down to leadership. But it's nice to know that the spaces can be designed in such a way where it can be conducive to that type of relationship development and ongoing training and communication and and all that. So thank you for that. So sure. thank you for that. So is there anything that you want people to know about fire service in general or about the Vista Fire Department that I haven't asked you or that we haven't talked about? Is there anything sure. that you just really want people to know?
1: Sure. I think it's important to realize what an amazing uh, department City of Vista has. Um, that was also a draw for me because it's one of those that I could have rolled out uh, my time in Village of Menominee Falls and had it uh, very easy. Uh, To see the opportunities here and where this department has been, where it was when I got hired, and where I know we're going to go with uh, assistance from the floor, the city, and the public, uh, it's amazing. I mean, to have paramedics on all your rigs, we would have one or two on the heavies, which is an engine or a truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here, every firefighter is a paramedic, and that's amazing. So you can start um, rendering Mm -hmm advanced life support immediately with the engine that pulls up or the truck, the ladder truck that pulls up where, where I've come from, you had to wait for those specialists that are paramedics to arrive on scene. And just the way they train here is amazing. The drop borders. So the neighboring communities working together as one training together here in the North zone, the cooperation is amazing and it's nothing that I've ever experienced in my uh, 32 plus years in the fire service. And so it's that reassurance that we're working extremely hard uh, to give the best service. I say this often when it comes to what we do. I, as a fire chief, along with my command staff, have to ensure that we take care of the personnel first and foremost in order for them to take care of the public. And so it's ensuring that they're mentally and physically uh, okay, that their families are okay because they're leaving their families sometimes 48 hours, 72 hours, 96 hours. And uh making sure the whole person is is ready to, to work. And here they are. I mentioned the word grit earlier. There is a tremendous amount of grit here. And I love the um, aggressiveness, but being intelligent about being aggressive, mm-hmm. right? They're not just kind of haphazardly uh, being aggressive, which can be very dangerous in the fire service or e- even EMS. Uh, the continuing education that occurs here again, reminding the public that it's it, the hours that are put in are nothing that I've experienced before. So this is an amazing department. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm a, excited to be a quote unquote, the leader. Uh, and there are some amazing things that are coming for the city of Vista and the Vista fire protection district because of the men and women that did do this job.
0: Thank you. You know, it's interesting to talk about both grit and collaboration because, um, time after time when I inter- I'm lucky enough to interview people here on this platform, mm-hmm. I hear again and again about Vista and North County being a place where collaboration happens in places that you are really, it's surprising and yes. um, business collaboration, uh, industry collaboration, uh, healthcare. Now the fire there's, there's something really special about North County and Vista sure. and spe- specifically <laughs> about this, this idea that we can do more together and also this kind of scrappy vibe that we have here yeah. in Vista, that we have grit and sure. that we can get through things. And um, and so I really appreciate you saying that because I think it's representative, of course, of the fire department, but our, of our community as oh, a whole. Definitely community. <laughs> and so uh, it really it kind of gives me a little sense of pride to hear you say that, because yeah. I, I love hearing that that is represented through all of the facets of sure. our community. So thank you for sharing that. So I do have one question sure. I want to ask you. Mustaches. Okay. Obviously not required
1: no, on the male required.
0: firefighters. That's correct. What's up with the mustaches? Why do so many firefighters have mustaches? Is that a... I know it's a silly question, but I'm no, very curious. No, it's a silly question. I'm no, very curious. Th- th- there,
1: there's an origin there, right? <laughs> okay. And so it goes way, way back. Okay. And actually mustaches, when they were big and burly, they were filters. Okay. Stick them in your mouth, stick them in your nose, it filter out the smoke
0: oh. particles. So
1: that's what they were used for.
0: Interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it was wow. basically a filter... Before they had filters officially.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm so glad I asked that question. I was
1: was debating
0: asking it the whole time, and I'm glad glad I did. did. I'm glad you did. Okay. Okay. So at the end of every one of my episodes, I ask the same few questions of each of my guests. So my first one is um, give me a book recommendation. Tell me a book that you think people should read. Oh, wow. Or if you have a favorite, even if it's a childhood favorite.
1: No, no. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm smiling because I have uh, folks in my organization reading a certain book right now, and it's called Crucial Conversations. Mm. Um, And and use it. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Uh, My favorite book would be Firefighter, believe it or not. Okay. And it's uh, Herman Williams, Jr. Okay. And he was the first African-American fire chief in the city of Baltimore. And it just tells his story. And it's, it's interesting if, if you're interested in it. But it, it just has a little twist in there that's very, put a smile on my face. But it, it was a motivation for me as I read through it. Mm-hmm. And real quick, not giving away the plot, it was just that he ran up against a wall in a time where people of color uh, weren't treated fairly in, in the fire service. And he got some sound advice from someone that basically says, if you ever want to be the fire chief here, you'll have to leave. And that's tough to hear, especially when you're passionate about the place you serve, you grew up mm-hmm. in and these things. And uh, it worked out really well for him because that's the sage advice he took. And uh, sometimes we have to uh, take a different path to get to where we really want to be. And that's OK. And and it just shows that resilience, determination that nothing was going to stop him from being successful.
0: Wow. It sounds like a really inspirational book. I'll add it to my list. Yes, Thank you very please. much. And I'll link to it in the show notes as well. So, um, I'm a music lover. I go to a lot of concerts and shows. So, I love to ask people for a song that they love. And I know it can be hard, but do you have a song that you always have to turn it up? What's your jam? Chief Washington, what is <sighs> your jam?
1: Okay, I'm not even going to pretend.
0: Okay, don't pretend.
1: Lovely day.
0: Oh, it's the best. That's
1: such right? a great song. <laughs> it really is. That's you one cannot knows. be
0: in a bad mood. That when is for Bill sure. The weather is singing. Bill it's Weathers. just, yeah.
1: And to see a man, a burly man like that, have a voice like that and hold that note, it's amazing. Voice of an but angel. Yes, yes. It's it's definitely my favorite. It, it's for sure. That's the one that gets me going in the morning. Anytime I hear it, just cheers you up.
0: That's great. You know, um, I think it was last week, I was driving on Vista Village Drive. And you were right next to me in your car. Okay. And you have a license plate that gives it away. So I knew <laughs> it was you. And I looked over, and you were very stoic. You weren't moving, you were just you looking were, straight ahead. And actually, were. a fire truck came over uh-huh. and you you came in front of me and pulled over and uh-huh. so I was like, oh, I better pull sure, over too. Sure, I mean and I do because sure, I behave sure, myself. Yeah. but I as I was driving I said I can't wait to ask him next week. Sure. what is his favorite song because sure. I wondered if you were secretly just like rocking out in your sure. car there.
1: Oh, I do. yeah I actually you I, don't do. Show I do it. oh well, you I, show I obviously it. had the windows down. So if, if I have the windows up, they're tinted. So you can't see me. I absolutely do. I've been reminded by my wife. Sometimes you might want to turn it down a little (laughs) bit. So I I get it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me something that inspires you.
1: People helping people. Mm -hmm. It really does. I I think, and especially in this day and age where it's easy to kind of drive by or walk by or not be engaged with your fellow neighbor, Mm -hmm. uh, to see people lend a hand and I was driving a a Vista village drive there and uh, an accident occurred. And before I can make a U-turn and head back there, there were several cars that stopped and were rendering first aid to the individual. Mm -hmm. And that spoke volumes to me versus uh, not my problem. I'm busy. I got to get somewhere. Uh, It says a lot about mankind, especially when, you know, again, this day and age is easy to lose hope and to see People helping people, because that's the core of it. When it's all said and done, and when we go back in, in history, the most successful societies were those that people helped each other. Phrase, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to see that and to be a part of something like that, I love that. That yeah. that really inspires me.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's like, if it's not you, then who? And that's right. so true. Yeah, so true. absolutely. I love that answer. Okay, last question. Tell me a Vista business you think deserves a shout out.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, you don't want me to be here long, do you? Uh, mm. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I'll
0: tell you that. Um, oftentimes, I the suggestions that come from this question are people sure. that I interview sure. in the future. So, sure. okay. okay. And nobody's going to be mad at you. And you okay. And you could say, too, if you sure, want. Sure,
1: sure. I'll tell you this. Okay. There are amazing uh, businesses here in Vista, oh, and I mean gosh. that. Uh, it's one of those that uh, we were very fortunate when we first came, my wife and I, uh, we received a list Um from the vista firefighters network um they uh provide a a care package for my wife a a welcoming package and and it had a list of places to go and eat um and visit and i will say like i said there are many and so i will just throw one out there and i know it's one of hers and my son's favorite because we had it before he went back to school uh new cheese. oh yeah new cheese. yeah see everyone everyone Everybody knew. Loves that. new cheese yes yes yeah. i'm sorry for hitting your microphone there i do apologize we we're very excited I about get, pasta yes yeah. that's for sure okay. yeah so that's again there are so many yeah and i'm looking for it as the weather starts to get a little warmer for some of you out here uh hitting all of them yeah. i mean handles and all those good yeah. places too so
0: great well thank yeah. you i know i i always people squirm a little when I ask Yo, that question absolutely. but, but you know, it's great to to have an opportunity to really celebrate a, a business or a, a company that has touched you in some way. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you being a good sport about that. So thank you thank so you. much for joining me today. It's been really nice talking to you and getting to know you a little bit more. And I have a lot of thoughts and ideas on how the chamber can help make some connections for you with regard to workforce connections. Um, and we have an internship program, some okay, other things perfect. that I'd love to talk to you perfect. more about. Well, we can visit that offline, but thank it. you so much love for it. joining me. I really appreciate for it. Having me. Yes, of and, course. And thank you city of
1: Vista for being so welcoming. I truly appreciate, uh, the city, uh, the council, um, the floor, the folks that I work for, mm-hmm. uh, and my admin administra- uh, staff and uh, command staff. Amazing. 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 I've never, I'll leave you with this. Uh, in all my years, I've never made an office, meaning hanging pictures or anything like this. This is the first place I've ever put together an office where I have things that are very important to me hanging or uh, on a shelf. And so that tells me everything I need to know that I'm home. So I truly appreciate that. Welcome home. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much to our guest, Gerard Washington. And thank you for listening to Velocity. If you like what you heard, tell a friend and subscribe. The Vista Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit organization that serves as a catalyst for business growth. Find us online at vistachamber.org.